Today's podcast is sponsored by Fire Facilities Incorporated, expert engineers, designers, and manufacturers of steel training towers, burn rooms, and mobile units that are all made in the USA. And we started a long back when my wife and I came together on our finances. She's like, you know, we're tithing at church, but you ain't tithing with your business. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, well, I kind of am. I'm doing this, this. She goes, no. So what do we do? We started supporting those groups. And that's my goal. If, if I can somehow figure it out, I'm going to create basically a, a fund where when we go and speak on these issues, any money that we raise will go back to people like Next Rung or any of the other ones oh. that are doing good work because they're paying for people to go to counseling and they know somebody and they're calling them already. They're doing good work, but who's supporting them, right? You know, we already support like five charities right now and we're trying to gradually do more, but that's where that all came from because I, I don't want to sit here and talk about all my struggles and everything I went through and I still go through and say, I'm not doing anything with it. You know, what are you doing with it? I mean, if you just sharing what you shared just a little bit ago, you have no idea. Somebody maybe listen to it and look up to you and go, wow, I never knew he struggled. And that might be just enough for them to open up to somebody else and go get help. Cause a lot of, I think a lot of them, Jake are sitting on the fence of whether they're going to get help or not. And they don't want to talk about it you know, all the stuff you mentioned, but that's how that all started for me. And I, uh, I wasn't planning on doing my program work till this year. And I don't know if you know, Shane Bentley with bears oath and all that. We went down and we're doing a conference down there and, and somebody backed out at the last minute. He said, Hey, I need you to speak for about two hours. And I said, cause I wasn't signed up to do a classroom part. And he, I said, well, what do you want me to talk about? And I said, well, I want you to talk about you're bringing back brotherhood and stuff. I said, are you sure you want me to do that? He goes, yeah. I said, it's going to hurt some people's feelings. He <laughs> said, no, no. I said, I'm telling you, I'm going to do a two and a half hour sermon on myself and it's going to hurt. He's like, all right. So I did something. It's called the ultimate house fire yours. And I start with statistical data. And then I do this. I dispatch a fire. And I describe your home. I describe your family trapped. And I describe the worst firefighting crew in history on the engine, the ladder, the battalion chief, everybody. I describe them screwing it all up. Everything failings. Water supply not happening. Line stretch being boxed. Ladder flipped upside down. Three-piece halligan being used on the door. You name it, it's not going well. It's, it's all going back, right? And you're somewhere remote. And you're watching this happen and you can't get there and save your family. And you start to, your blood starts to boil and you become angry, everything that should have been done. And then all of a sudden God turns and lets you look at every face on that fire scene from the incident commander to the pump operator, to the guy on the nozzle, to the guy searching without the tick. And the same face is that on every single one of them. And it's yours. It's your face. It's your hands. It's your lack of preparedness. It's your lack of skills. It's your inability to face the fact that your house has burned down. Your life has burned down and you have done nothing to prevent it. That we have given our whole life away. 
while our family is trapped and dying and we have done nothing about it. And that's what I do is because I want them to understand that that is happening right now in somebody's house. Their life is burning down slowly, just a little tiny fire burning day by day. And one day they're going to come home. The house is going to be empty and it's going to be a letter. And there ain't going to be nothing there. And the house payment's going to be three months behind. And the wife and the kids are going to be gone. And they're going to say, you've been gone. Now you have it all yourself. Because you didn't need us in the first place. And I see that time and time again. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of us saying it's for them while we sacrifice our wives and our kids. Brother, that is the greatest hypocrisy known to man that we would sacrifice our lives for someone else, but we wouldn't stop and spend time with the people we swore an oath to at the altar that you held your child in your hands at the ER when they're born. That's your kid. Whether you like it or not, you made that. (laughs) And that's our responsibility. That's our oath. And we owe it to them. And we've got to quit worrying about titles and who's the best. There ain't no parenting handbook. There ain't no marriage handbook. But there's a lot of people like me and you that can say, I screwed up. Let me tell you what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the, you've started the book of Andy for the book of hose tactics and everything. He's done. I got the book of Andy. Here's things you don't do. Here's, here's a litany of mistakes that I will share with you that I don't want you to do. And that's, that's basically in, in what I, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to get them to understand is, You can be an amazing firefighter and still be an amazing dad, husband, mom, wife, father, mother. All those, those, those are, those are God given titles. A firefighter title you and I have to earn. The husband and dad, those are given to us and they can be taken away. And that's what I'm passionate about. I I want. I teach people thermal imaging because I teach them to see things they can't see. I want you to think about what we can't see right now that's going on inside of people's lives. That in the back of our mind, I bet you as a company officer, a training officer, or somebody who supervises people, you probably know something's going on with something, with one of them. One of them. Because you spend a third of your life with them and you probably pick up on something. And we need to say something. So, sorry for the long-winded something. Not at all. Not at all. This this is straight truth, man. It's it's straight truth. When you were talking about back in 2010 and everything, and then you, you said you're when you came home, your wife said you're like two people. Mm-hmm. On the other side of it, at the firehouse, were you having struggles there too, or is it just you bringing everything home? No, it wasn't wasn't that clean. I was acting really poorly. Uh, my language was awful. What I was looking at was awful. The people I was hanging out with outside of work was awful. I was acting like an 18 year old kid who just got, you know, the keys to the car and knew where to go get the illegal alcohol. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't good. And, you know, there's a point, everybody's going to have their party rebel days. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect, but there's a point where you got to say, you know what? That's enough. I, I, yeah. I don't mind having a drink. I don't mind hanging out with people, but, Doing things that are going to cost me and hurt my family and, and hurt your family or someone else, not a good idea. You know, there's there's got to be some restraint in that. And and I, that she saw all that stuff and she saw that 
I was focused on that. But when I come home, you know, it's like flip a switch. Oh, we're going to pray. We're going to go to church. and just, I'm going to turn the language off. You can't do that for long. Eventually, it's going to leak out. You're going to slip up. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, it convicted me. And uh, that's, we went on a little church retreat. And they basically broke me because all these powerful people I knew in the community, they stood up and talked about all the horrible things that had been done to them or they had done. And I'm going, well, that's the mayor, well, that's the pastor, or that's the, that's the city mayor. And they're like, nope, I'm a sinner. And it, I'm like, see people, I think we put people too high and we don't realize that, you know, it's the Facebook profile, the perfect life and all that. Everybody has problems. Right. Everybody does. It's just how we manage them. We always joke that if our entire family went on Jerry Springer, he'd go, one episode's enough, don't come back. Right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and that's the thing is I was not, I was heading down a bad road. And I'm glad that, I don't know about you, if you might have a friend like I do, I call him the, the, uh, the guy who's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. That's what my yeah. wife did for me. She said what I needed to hear. And she was one of the few people that I would say, wow, that hurt. But that's true. And I didn't get upset at her because she was right. I got upset at me because I was not being who I said. I mean, my daughter was born, Jake. I weighed 230 pounds. I'm five foot nine. That's not good on this frame. <laughs> and I'm sitting there holding a perfectly healthy little girl, and I go, "You suck. You need to, you need to get in shape. You need to do better." And she was the whole reason I started over in my health because there was no reason why we should have had a perfectly healthy little girl. They told us she was going to have Down syndrome. They told us she was going to have heart problems. She didn't have any of that. And here I'm sitting there, you know, basically lazy, complacent guy, one bottle bandit. You know what I mean? Fire, go and do one bottle, you're out. And I'm like, no, nah, that ain't good enough. Not for her. So it's a lot of conviction for me. It's not I'm better than anybody else because I ain't. I'm not. I, I just want people to know that that we need to all be open and vulnerable and share our strengths, our weaknesses, our successes, our failures. Because I have definitely become a better person because of failure. You said you want to talk to me about thermal mm -hmm. imaging. Do you know the reason why I have a successful company is because something horrible happened to me. I was not doing any of this to teach. I was just hanging out with my dad doing project kill the flashover, the redneck version of UL, we called it. And uh, I was hanging <laughs> a piece of sheetrock in a house that we were going to burn. I was making it safe. And I stepped where a kitchen sink used to be, not knowing the floor was rotten. And my foot went through the floor and fell 18 inches. Not a big, dramatic fall. But my uh, kneecap went 180 degrees the other direction. And uh, I learned about this thing called a patella tendon. You need that. And <laughs> I, it ripped it slap in half. Gone. And uh, four days later, I had surgery. And I went from running my third marathon to my wife carrying me to the bathroom for eight weeks. And I had to work for six months with potential of 18% disability on not coming back to work. And by the grace of God, I come back to work. I was able to work out again. I'm able to get to the point now where I'm almost to the retirement. 
But but while I was laid up, you know what she said? She said, you already do the fire stuff for a living. This almost cost you your career. We can't live without you or on disability. If you're going to go out there and do that, I'll support you. But make it legal. Go get insurance. Protect us. So that was the whole reason Insight Training was born. It wasn't like I was set out in this path. I just wanted to protect her. And uh, <laughs> that's where that rabbit hole began. Like you talked about, we opened your eyes. I felt like, quote my friend mm-hmm. Jimmy Brown, I felt like a caveman holding a flashlight. <laughs> no idea. What do you say? You don't know what you don't know. I still don't. And I'm every time I take another class is like down this rabbit hole. But that's how this journey's all intertwined: is fire behavior and firefighter behavior. One influences the other. I went down this road because of personal testimony, not because I was driven to make a difference. It just, you know, it happened. And some of my closest friends are people that I've met, and like. What you're not, what you and I are doing right now, you know, not like I knew them from my fire department and worked with them every day. It's stuff like this. So it's me in a nutshell. I'm, I'm a complex mess, uh, you know, but, uh, my wife is the reason why I'm able to do what I do. Uh, she supports me. She homeschools our daughter. She runs the business from that end. We take care of my disabled mother-in-law, my dad, and, uh, we got a 13 year old girl who's you know, experiencing life. So just like any other family, but that's, that's us in a nutshell. And we just want other people to know we're not perfect, but we want you to be ready for the fires of your life. We want you to be skilled, but we also want you to be brave enough to share the hurt when others are hurting because your pain might be as a friend of mine taught me this acronym hope, hold on till Mm -hmm. the pain ends you might give them hope through your story you just might and you never know i think it's amazing and the people that affect me kind of like what you're doing right now are people that they're not the perfect person they're not they're just the opposite they're people that have struggled they've been broken and not only they come out the other side better for it but they share their Mm -hmm. story and and that that to me has more this same talk with someone that hasn't gone through what you've gone through would mean mm-hmm. nothing. It's your experience and your honesty. And that's, it's amazing to me. It's I'm kind of, kind of just at a loss right now. You, you, you did mention though earlier about people wanting to, they, they look on Facebook at their, the, the one perfect picture that's gone through. And they, I think, so to me, people have this idea like a nice, clean, clear pane of glass. That's what they need to achieve is this, to be that nice, clean, clear, perfect. Pi- but it's actually that 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 stained glass, all the broken pieces of different colors, different shapes, uh, all coming together. It's not that we're that there's maybe there's not a perfect or a, a level of happiness or whatever contentment you're supposed to have. Maybe that is what we are feeling now. Being broken is part of it. Having having issues and struggles as part of it. I can't imagine anybody, you know, just sitting there going, I've got this lit. I'm perfect. I'm good to go. There's so many struggles. Yeah. But it's sharing them too. It's going through that pain in that misery and sharing it. And it sounds like to me, first off, that your wife runs the house. So that's good. <laughs> I got one upstairs and that she, she, she's, Sounds like a great friend too that's got you and said, Hey, hold on, yeah, hold on. This is where you're going. Are. 
This is where she we need to go. Friend. That's amazing. That's my wife's the same way. My wife's exactly the same way. Uh, I, t- I always joke like I got to leave a little bit to do. Uh, you know, I always blame her. Well, she's making <laughs> me do this. Truth of it is, if it wasn't for her telling me what to do, I'd just be in, in the middle of the room in a pizza everywhere in my underwear. <laughs> just, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd just be, eh, I guess this is what yeah, I'm going to do. We need adult supervision. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a hot mess, but I tell you what, um, you know, I, I have to get off here and I apologize for that. But at the same time, I had all these questions that I wanted to talk to you about. I'm so glad I didn't. I really am glad I didn't. I, I think truth of it is I look at some of these questions and I know the answers to them. I, I see you on other podcasts. I've read articles and all that stuff, but I, I feel like what you shared today was just, it's, it, it's powerful and, and very impactful. And I appreciate your time. For I that. appreciate it's, the opportunity. I just hope we help somebody that they know that I, we're not, we're, we're not that perfect picture you described. And I, I like how no. you put it with the stained glass. I kind of consider it like my daughter, her, my stepmom does these amazing projects. She can make art out of anything, but she's good at taking mm-hmm. mosaics. And what she'll do is she'll shatter something and she'll put mm-hmm. it back together and make it pretty and beautiful. And I think that's what you described really well is all those broken moments come together and make us stronger. And then, you know, one of my favorite verses is a threefold cord is not easily broken. Well, you know, you, you look at rescue rope and how it's all, you know, put together. It's not just one strand, all that stuff together makes us stronger. You, you work out, you tear down your muscle fiber. It comes back stronger. You know, I like to say that what you went through didn't define you. It refines you. And the old adage is there is no testimony without the test. Well, brothers and sisters, if you're going through a test, know that a, you don't have to go through it alone. That's the biggest lie that the devil ever be. You're not the only one that's going through it or been through it. And you can come out on the other side better and stronger, despite what any of the circumstances may say. But you have to have a support system. The studies that show it, everybody knows it. You and I, Jake, don't take a two and a half upstairs by ourselves. As much as I like to flow water, (laughs) I'm not going to make the turn. And go down the hall and make another turn on with a hose line. I gotta have my slack or my backup person, man. They're they're the reason I make make the haul, right? So why do we think we're gonna go through a thirty year career and carry all them burdens by themselves and never never talk about it? You know, and that's the thing. We you you, you I use the analogy, you got a pressure relief valve and an overpressure blowout disc. If that blowout disc goes out, that ain't good. That's gonna hurt somebody. You know, that's what I've done most times, build up, build up, pop versus pressure relief valve. It gets too much pressure, opens up, releases till it's back safe again. And you and I and everybody in this industry need a healthy pressure relief valve, not the bottle. Okay. You want a bottle, put an air pack on. Don't put, put it in a Jack Daniels <laughs> bottle. We need something that helps us with this exercise, whether it's prayer, whether it's family, whether it's good things that help you be who you are. You know, sometimes it's just me and my wife is like sitting on the front porch and having a cup of coffee and talking. My wife, my daughter, a joke, say, we're, I said, we're going out on the porch for grown up time. She go, is it going to be a long talk? <laughs> 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 I don't know. It's like, me too. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't plan these things. There's no script. 
you know, it's uh, where God leads it. And if I put my foot in my mouth or not, right. But, <laughs> but that's, that's us in a nutshell. I appreciate the opportunity. I hope that we can do it again and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but you never know. Maybe we talked about something that somebody was meant to hear. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I, absolutely. I, again, I was like, looking forward to talking to you and all this other stuff, but this conversation went exactly the way it was supposed to be. No matter what I have on my notes, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be, this is wonderful. Perfect going into Christmas. Yeah, me. You know, greatest gift was not given under a tree. And uh, he gave us that gift for a reason. Maybe we can turn around and give that gift back to others, which is hope. People need hope. And you may be that hope. So don't forget that. Please don't. The world's a dark place and you can, you can make it light up by just walking into somebody's room. You know, I think, I think we're too focused on providing the perfect answer. And you and speak, let me ask you a question. See if you have the same problem. I do. I'm a fit. Okay. Right. My wife starts talking. I'm immediately thinking I can fix that. I can fix that. And she don't want me to fix it. She exactly. I learned that okay, the hard way. You're on the same page. She wants me to yep. listen and eventually she'll solve her own problem. Well, if we go to these people and friends of ours who are struggling, they don't want us to fix it, man. Because odds are you and I can't fix some of it, but we can show mm-hmm. up. And you think about the public, they see a fire truck show up, buildings burning down. We flow water on We didn't do nothing but make a parking lot. And they're like, yay. You know, we showed up. We got to show up. My dad that's it. it's all about showing up. And I think that's what we got to realize is it's got to be our presence, man. And that means more to people than anything that you took the time to show up. Yes. Yes. My wife taught, taught me the, uh, the one, the one thing, the one phrase is just sometimes all they want to hear is, man, that's terrible. That just sounds horrible. I'm so sorry. That's not, but it's like you said, well, we'll go over here tomorrow. We'll, we'll take care of it. No, just, just, I, man, I'm telling you, I have to turn off the fireman hat. You ain't fixing that. You gotta, you gotta turn on the empathy the active listening and the husband hat, which is the dad hat. The the fact that, you know, they're looking to you for support, not for the solution. So. Right. It's it's easy to confuse. It's so easy just to roll right into that that I, I got this. I'll <laughs> fix that. But it and it you know, it seems like it'd be easier just to say that phrase, look, that sounds terrible, I'm sorry. But in all honesty, I think it's way harder to sit and actively listen and maybe even know a solution, but just be quiet and listen. That's that could be very thing you just said to me is probably the bravest thing anybody can do. And I think most of the firefighters that call me that ask me to help other people, the reason they ask me to help them is they don't want to do what you're talking about. They do not want to either a be vulnerable with their own demons or B have to sacrifice that moment of I'm going to have to really get dig deep here and we're all ADD OCD. We don't like to sit still and I'm going to have to sit there and listen and be empathetic and be the, de- the definition of compassion means to suffer with how many people have looked that up when they say, Oh, you have compassion on me. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah, it means to suffer with them, to sit there with them and bear that burden and, you know, take that beating down that hallway. Now you're going to take that beating right there with them. And that beating on the heart is a lot harder than the beating on the hands and the muscle. And and I don't think too many people are brave enough to do that. And we need more 
courageous people who can say, let me, I'll give you a quick example. The people that are on our peer support team, every single one of them, mm-hmm. I asked them, I said, how many of you want to help people? They raised their hand. I said, great. How many of you had formal training? None of them. How many of you have been through something horrible? They all raised their hand. I said, congratulations, you're hired. Because we can train you for the skill. I can't train you to care. And I darn sure don't want to put mm-hmm. you through horrific circumstances to give you empathy. But they can wrap their arms around somebody and say, I know how you feel and mean it. And a lot of us can't say that. And I don't want to say that in some of their circumstances. But some of these firefighters you and I know, they, they've been through some bad stuff. And that's the one I'm going to dispatch. I'm going to send that one. Because when they walk in the door and if they've lost a child and that person's just lost a child and they see them come in, they connect instantly. Because they know he or she has has had the same hurt, the same pain on a level that you and I can't wrap our head around. I don't want to wrap my head around it. And I, I think that's who we need. We need more heroes like that. And if we can do that, man, we'll see a lot more firefighters live longer lives and have healthier marriages and watch your kids grow up. And, uh, that's, that's what I want to work on. So help me do that. Let's share that message and keep saving ourselves. Brother, absolutely. I, I promise you. And I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. It's This has been a lot to me. This has uh, been a lot of fun for me, and uh, I've really enjoyed Thank it. You. Thank you. Appreciate brother. the opportunity. I look forward to doing it again. Today's podcast is sponsored by Fire Facilities Incorporated, expert engineers, designers, and manufacturers of steel training towers, burn rooms, and mobile units that are all made in the USA.